This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. And that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Take you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Don't forget iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Great ways to take the show with you anywhere on our digital platforms. 
Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. We're on your favorite podcasting flat platform as well. And, of course, don't forget about the award winning Inside the Wall in Sports. If you missed us at uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon, you missed a lot. Les East, award-winning journalist from com, Saturday down south, uh, an accomplished author, joined us on the program. Saints, uh, Pelicans. Uh, we talked a little bit about LSU, but more about, uh, again, the Final Four and Kansas. Um, again, uh, winning the uh, national championship. And something I'm going to talk to Ron Higgins about, who joins us on the program today, is um, the uh, situation with now Kansas facing the same type of sanctions that LSU is uh, facing. Um, you know, what's going to happen to them? You know, and, they, and they're, they're just won a national championship. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But that was part of our, our, our show uh, this afternoon. So catch us tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLA-TV YouTube page and always on our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. On our program today, Gary Smith, a regular contributor on a Thursday, will join us at about 4.15. We'll talk to him about uh, UNO and Tulane, and uh, we'll, we'll get the local skinny on that. Then we'll head up to Baton Rouge. Tiger Details' Ron Higgins will join us at 4.35 this afternoon, and we'll talk LSU uh, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints uh, podcast, and also uh, part of USA Network, uh, is going to join us at 5.15 uh, on the program. And then we finish up with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports, 5.35. That's from WDSU uh, on the program this afternoon. So that's our guest list. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, Mambo's, The Hideout uh, Bar, and uh, don't, don't forget, man, about Old New Orleans Cookery. Old New Orleans Cookery is in the 200 block of Bourbon Street, 205 to be exact, right next to Galatoire's. Uh, it's the perfect way to be able to enjoy a great meal or cocktails uh, as you venture down Bourbon Street. Step on in for lunch and dinner, open seven days a week, open late. Uh, sit down and have an extraordinary cocktail. And I'm telling you, some of the mixologists are, are rated as, as again, uh, top mixologists in the entire city. Uh, the cocktails they're, they're uh, formulating and coming up with at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, second to none. And, of course, then Cajun Creole Cuisine with a menu that, in, that, that encompasses uh, everything, pretty much everything you, uh, you desire on that menu. Uh, so if you've got a finicky eater, that's one thing the Oceana, menu, Oceana Family of Restaurants pride themselves on is they got a, they got a long menu, so somebody's going to find something they're going to, going to enjoy. Hey, you can sit in front of the, uh, the, floor, the front of the restaurant, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. If, if, that, if that's not for you, maybe you belly up to the bar. Or maybe, again, you head to the back of the restaurant where there is an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, uh, spectacular by night. Maybe it's upstairs where you'd you rather sit. Uh, and, of course, if you have your next event upstairs, there are not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with, a, with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in and have your next event. Uh, it's a great, wonderful dining experience for you. Perfect for date night. Perfect to close that deal. Perfect to hang out with friends and family. Open late seven days a week. It's uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. Check them out at nolacookery.com because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Yeah, you're right. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And uh, we'll tell you about each and every one of those restaurants as we go forward on today's program. Um, huge news. Pelicans will play on Wednesday night at 830. Uh, right now in the Smoothie King Center. 
but again, it could be a possibility that it could be in San Antonio. Uh, the Pels lead the San Antonio Spurs by one game, uh, with both teams having three games remaining. Uh, when you uh, look at the Pell schedule, it's Portland tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Then they're at Memphis and then at Golden State on Sunday to close out the season. Uh, the Spurs are at Minnesota. They have Golden State at home, and then they're at Dallas to finish out the season. They hold the, 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 the uh, tiebreaker uh, with, a, with, again, the, the better uh, uh, head-to-head record against the Pels this year. So, again, the Pelicans have to, uh, have to be at least a game ahead of them or half a game ahead of them to be able to um, uh, get the uh, – uh, the number one, the, get the ninth seed in, in, in the play-in tournament. And then from there it is 7-8. Uh, the loser of 7-8 will take on the winner of 9-10. And then, and then at that point, the winner of, of, of again, 7-8, 9-10 moves into the Western Conference uh, uh, playoffs, and they will have a seven-game series against the uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, they'll go in as the eighth seed. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out uh, going forward. Uh, the Lakers have been eliminated, as we know, uh, which means that the Pelicans get their lottery pick unless something strange happens with the ping-pong balls. But, again, they're expecting to take on the, uh, the Lakers lottery pick. So it's a win, 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 win uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Boy, some incredible news out of Augusta today. Uh, Tiger Woods. Again, we all know about the tragic accident on his way to be able to do a, um, a, a function with Drew Brees in California. Uh, it was early morning. Uh, Tiger Woods going at a high rate of speed, uh, did not make a corner, ended up again crashing his car. They had to be extricated from the car. There was a lot of talk that, again, they thought they might have to amputate his leg. Uh, Tiger Woods is playing Augusta today. He has finished up the first round. He is tied for 11th at one under. (laughs) An amazing story. I mean, just an amazing story. Tiger Woods uh, what, about a year and a half, maybe two? I've got to go back and check the date on that uh, from, again, the accident that almost took his leg and has not played professionally at all. Uh, it comes in, again, he gets the exemption because of a former um, uh, champion at, at Augusta, and, and he is now, he was tied for 10th a minute ago. Someone else has moved into that spot. He is tied for 11th at one under. Amazing. It's an amazing story and a great story for uh, golf, a great story for, um, for sports. You know, look. You either love him or you hate him. But you cannot, again, discount what Tiger Woods did for the game of golf and uh, put a lot of eyes on golf, uh, got a lot of, you know, got a lot of uh, uh, minorities involved in golf. Uh, you got a situation now where uh, not, not just here in the United States, but internationally, uh, young kids picking up a golf club because of Tiger Woods. And uh, just an amazing, amazing uh, feat today. I am hoping... Uh, that he will make it to Sunday. I'm hoping he's going to make the cut, and I'm hoping he's going to be in the mix because that would just be a great um, uh, weekend uh, with, uh, with again, Tiger uh, being out front uh, and watching him uh, be able to hit that golf ball once again. Uh, again, golf misses Tiger Woods. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now to talk some uh, local sports, specifically Tulane and UNO, uh, is Gary Smith of The Wave Report and also NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, and uh, The Advocate. His website, The Wave Report, is, again, a one-stop shop uh, for all the information you need on the Tulane Green Wave. If you call yourself a Green Wave fan and you are not subscribed to The Wave Report, well, you're not a Green Wave fan. Uh, you're not a fanatic, okay? You're not someone that, again, uh, just joneses for information about, about your team. That's where you're getting it, right there at The Wave Report. 
uh, you know, uh, yes, he writes for the paper and he puts a lot of great articles in the paper, but you're getting in first and you're getting them, we'll get them in impressive look at your favorite team if you're again a member of the wave report and joining us on the program now is gary smith gary how are you doing great eric doing great how can i not be with this weather we are we're having today <laughs> beautiful <laughs> amazing beautiful i mean enjoy every minute of it right because we know what's coming down the pike here right exactly there's only about five days a year in new Orleans that are quite like this with the temperature and every everything else i had to i covered two lanes football practice this morning beautiful weather um did baseball interviews this afternoon beautiful weather um after i've got to finish up a baseball story after i get off with you going to take my kid to a climbing class and then i'm going to enjoy some time in the weather walking the dog after that so <laughs> it's trying to spend as much time outdoors today as i can hey yeah, no doubt. Well, before we get started, uh, again, I'm, I'm sure you heard my, my intro. And again, talking mm-hmm. about Tiger Woods, one under at the Masters, tied for 11th, hasn't played professional golf in what a couple, at least a few years, uh, because yeah. of the injury. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty remarkable. Um, I was a little, I, I I thought it was great that he was playing. I was a little skeptical that whether he was going to be competitive or not. Um, and we'll see going forward. But that that's uh, there's there's no one else on the planet who could have gone what he did, got went through, come out having not played a tournament. I think it's it's about a year and a half having not played any event. And I, like about like a year and a half, okay. With, with the thought that his leg might be amputated at one point, um, to come out mm-hmm. and be in, it'd be be in the top 10 for most, for a lot of the day. And like you said, tied for 11th, that's, that, that's, that shows his greatness right there. Yep. No doubt about it. Let's start off with Tulane spring. You had a chance to put eyes on the, on the wave. Uh, give us your synopsis of what yeah. you've seen thus far. Okay, I've seen two practices this week. They've had a long, extended, almost 13-day break for, for spring break, which Willie Fritz admitted wasn't ideal, but he really couldn't help it because he couldn't start spring practice earlier because he, he had to fill out his coaching staff <laughs> before then. So, so it kind of worked out that way. They were a little rusty yesterday coming back. Looked a lot sharper today. I think. I think what most people are interested in is is, is how the offense going to look. Obviously, the, the Chip Long experiment did not work last year. Um, he he moved on. Um, I'll tell you one big difference from watching spring in the offense in the past is they've got these quarterbacks on the move a lot now. Uh, we all know how much how many hits Michael Pratt took last year. Some of them were his own fault, obviously, because he he was fearless to the point of of. of of being reckless at times, um, scrambling down the field. But part of it was that the offensive line just couldn't pass block well enough to, 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 to give him the time he needed to throw. Um, uh, the new offensive coordinator, um, um, Svoboda, is, 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 is trying to minimize that. He, he has a lot of sprint out plays where the quarterbacks are getting on the move. Actually learned that when they do seven on sevens um, for, most, for the first half of the spring, they had a bell that rang after three seconds and the quarterback had to get rid of the ball in those three seconds because they're just trying to get their timing up, um, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands faster. I think that's uh, – obviously we got to see how it works in games, but I think that could be a significant improvement for Tulane because w- we saw last year the quarterback, he, he was just getting hit too much. They didn't have enough time to throw, um, and, and it messed up the whole rhythm of the offense. Um, that This is going to be a totally different approach this year. So that, that, that's, that, that's my take from watching the two practices this week. Um, I asked you about this a couple of days, about two weeks ago, um, the newcomers, I think everybody yeah. wants to know about these newcomers. Uh, yeah. again, a lot of guys that went to school here in new Orleans, but, mm-hmm. but went elsewhere and came back. How are those guys looking? 
Yeah, the same. I as I got a stronger impression now. Ashad Clayton had a terrific practice today. Um, the Warren Easton running back um, went to Colorado, transferred back to to, to uh, transferred to Tulane this year. He he he's got the the complete skill set, and he he he's getting to to show it um, a lot because Tajay Spears a couple of weeks ago, right before they went on spring break, Tajay Spears tweaked his hamstring. Nothing to be worried about for the future, but he he, he still isn't practicing right now. Um, it's giving the other guys more chances. And uh, a shy claim, he's just got the he, he's got the complete package. He's got the the acceleration, the power, um, the speed, um, the the just and, and just that the instincts that a really good running back has to have. So I've been I've been quite impressed with him. Um, Patrick Jenkins looks like a force at defensive tackle. Still, I want to I'll know a lot more on Saturday when they when they do a, a full scrimmage, which I'm I'm going to to go to see, see how he does, but he, he's, he looks like he could be their, their, their nose tackle or, or defense, defensive tackle, either one of those two inside spots. He, he can be a force there. Have not been as impressed yet with the two wide receivers. And obviously that's a position <laughs> that, that, that they need an influx of, uh, of talent at Lawrence keys had a tough day yesterday, the Notre Dame transfer. He, he, uh, he dropped two passes um, almost almost in a row. He 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 looks like he tweaked an ankle today. It, it, it's still early. Um, had, um, McDougal, the, the the teammate of uh, Michael Pratt in, in in high school in Florida, who went to Maryland and transferred to Tulane, haven't noticed a whole lot of him out of him. But I'll tell you one thing: just by increasing the competition, it, it's helped a, a little bit because Deuce Watts is having an excellent camp. He had a he had a very disappointing season last year. I, I think I know Michael Pratt thought that Deuce was going to have a huge Huge breakthrough year last year, and he kind of regressed a little bit. He did. He um he 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 was hurt in the spring. wasn't consistent in the fall. dropped some passes. wasn't running good routes. He seems like he, it, it was a growing up experience for him, and uh, and he's looked really sharp in the spring. He's been the best receiver on the roster in the spring. Let's talk about baseball. Uh, your thoughts on, on the Tulane baseball team. It's funny. Last week when we talked, Tulane was coming off in a, in a complete embarrassing debacle mm-hmm. at UNO, and that's no offense to UNO. That's the Tulane made six errors, three that three more that weren't called that should have been errors, and about eighteen other um, mental errors. They had a they had a players only meeting after that game, and I'm usually skeptical when I hear things like that. Um, but 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 so far so good. Um, I, I, Luis Avidas, who's been on fire, I talked to him today, and he said it was basically this that they were using too many excuses that they were, um, they you know they were blaming this, blaming that for for for, for struggles, and they they told each other they got to just stop that and just start playing ball. And uh, it, it's early, but but they they went to Memphis. Memphis is not a good baseball team, but it's hard to sweep anyone. It's hard to really hard to sweep anyone on the road. Tulane was down late in the Saturday and Sunday games, came up with huge clutch home runs and hits to win both games. Um, then then just pounded Southern last night. And and, and it's just again, it's not the, the the RPI is zoomed up into the fifties, which is pretty close to where you need it to, to be an at-large consideration, but it's not that it's just the talent on this team. I, I kept, I, I feel like this is, I told you all along, I feel like this is by far Travis Jewett's most talented team. And the one concern was going to be the starting pitching. And that's, that's been pretty darn good. They've got a freshman Grant Siegel with a 1.00 ERA. Who's now starting on Fridays. Another freshman, um, Michael Massey on Sundays as immaculate control. He's been, he's been really good. They've got the starting pitching. That was the question mark going into the year. And I, I think the way they played in the last four games is the way they can play the, the rest of the year. It, it, it's funny that w- with all of Tulane's great history, Tulane has never in the history of the program swept their opening two series in conference play. They're playing South Florida at home 
this weekend. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's it, it's night and day from when we talked last week because last week was definitely the low point of the season that that performance at UNO and and the players realized it mm-hmm. and they realized if they if they want to back up all their talk about how they're a different team and they're going to a regional they had to start immediately and so sure. far so good. <laughs> Uh, Tulane had their pro day out at the uh, Saints uh, mm-hmm. facility. Talk about it, please. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> no. It was key for those guys because Tulane, their streak of having a player drafted um, in every year of uh, of, <laughs> of Willie Fritz's his tenure is going in this year. They are not going to have anybody drafted this year. So this was, but but they still had their scouts of at least twenty one teams represented um, at, at the event. This was all about making an impression on at least one team to get invited into a camp and 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 give yourself a chance to to play. Um, and Ryan Wright, Tulane's punter, is probably their 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 top prospect. He's rated the number seven punter in the draft, and uh, usually one or two punters is drafted. I looked it up. There was one year where four got drafted, but but seven, that's not going to happen. Um, I feel like he can play in the NFL. He had an unbelievable year for Tulane last year. Again, it's all about getting invited to a camp of a team that 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 may need a punter. Um, he he put on a you know he wasn't great yesterday, but he, he had a couple of boomers. Um, he's an he's an unbelievable athlete for a punter. I'm not sure how much that matters. He apparently ran a 40 in the four six range. He was a high school quarterback. He slimmed down. He's all he was always a little overweight at Tulane. He, he he's gotten in a little bit better shape. Um, I think he probably has the best chance of these guys. Um, to make it the other guys, it's just, it's going to be tough. I mean, Corey Dublin had an outstanding career. The Jesuit product started the most games in his two lane career, but he, I, I looked up, he, he's not even rated as one of the top 80 offensive line prospects going into the draft. He also tweaked a hamstring at pro day and, and couldn't complete some of the drills after that. Um, yeah, again, with him, it's just a matter of getting somewhere and, 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 and being impressive. And Jalen Monroe, who had an up, up and down career his entire time at cornerback at Tulane, he's certainly impressed with the speed. He, he was the time as fast as four three eight in, in the 40, but uh, his, his, his production has to, has to get better. I actually thought Tulane fans gave him a little bit too hard of a time, but there's one thing between it's one thing being given too hard of a time and another thing being good enough to play in the NFL. Um, right. Anyway, so so we'll see. But yeah, the the, the street for there's Tulane has no chance of getting money drafted this year. So this was all about making kind of the last chance for a lot of these guys to make an impression on some scouts. And all they had to do was make a positive impression on one team, give themselves a mm-hmm. shot, and, and we'll see what happens. No doubt. Uh, talk about UNO Private Baseball. Yeah, they're, they're, they look good. I mean, I, I, kind of disappointed in their conference record so far. They're 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 only three and three right now. Um, they've got a huge series with with McNeese, um, the two time defending um, tournament champion, um, coming into Maestri Field this weekend. But UNO has a lot of talent, similar to Tulane. UNO is really good at the top of the lineup. They're 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 hard to get out um, uh, at the top of the lineup, and I feel like they're on the verge of, of going on a little run here. They certainly, <laughs> I, I just. Spent five minutes praising how good Tulane looks, and, and UNO was the vastly superior team that night. And it, a lot of it was Tulane's mistakes, but a lot of it was UNO just hitting hitting the ball really well, just really just 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 really killing Tulane's pitchers, um, which, which other teams have not been able to do. Um, it, it, it's all with UNO. It's all about the relief pitching. They've they've got decent starting pitching, but they've kind of they've fallen apart in a lot of games when they've had to go to their bullpen. If they can get that shored up, I think they definitely have a chance to uh, to compete. To contend and maybe maybe win the Southland in the regular season. With that said, um, what, what do you have coming up for us in in the paper? What are you, you planning on writing about? And then, if you would tell us about your fantastic site and how folks can follow you on social media. 
Sure. The story up right now that I wrote yesterday on, on Tulane football, of course, I, I finally got to talk to Darius Hodges, um, who entered the transfer portal. It was interesting getting to, to talk to him about once he changed his mind and came to Tulane about how he, he, he says he, he never really felt, he, he felt bad about it. The second he did it, he was listening to some advice that was bad advice. And he, he, he said it almost sounded like he felt guilty leaving the program. And uh, he, he talked with his mom, changed his mind. It does. I, I always got the impression when Jeffrey Johnson came out of the transfer portal last year, that his heart was elsewhere, but he just, he, he realized that Tulane would probably be his best option. He then left for, for Oklahoma this season. I, I really get the impression Darius Hodges is, is motivated and actually wants to be with the team. He's not he's not just at Tulane because he didn't feel like he had any other better options. So that's pretty encouraging because, again, this guy had 16 and a half tackles for loss last year. While only starting five games, he began the year as the backup at outside linebacker at their joker position. He, he only became a starter midway through the year. Um, he, he, he could have an even, even better better year um, this fall, and, and, and it, it was absolutely essential that, that Tulane get him back, and they did. Baseball, I got, I'm writing a story right now just on how hot, how ridiculously hot their top two guys in the order are. Ethan Groff, um, batting 431. This is a guy who had under 200 last year. He's batting 431. He's had two games this year where he scored five runs. That ties the record for most runs by any Tulane player in their history. And uh, Luis Aviles, he, he dyed his hair bleach blonde a couple of weeks ago, and since then he's averaged two hits a game in, in, in eight games and is hitting 543 or something like that in, in that stretch. Um, nobody can get the, those guys out, and they're at the top of Tulane's order, and that's, that's the main reason that, that Tulane has a good chance to, to, to make a huge surge here at the, in the second half of the season. Uh, tell us about the website on the way out, and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. Um, full again, full practice reports from today and yesterday. Um, yesterday, I watched every pass that was thrown and 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 charted everyone. Um, how how they were how they were performing. Anybody who you're, you're certainly not going to get that anywhere else. But at um, at, uh, at at Tulane.rivals.com, thewaverport.com. Um, another full report today with all the, with all the quotes um, from 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 Willie Fritz. Um, talk to the freshman quarterback Carson Haggard today for the first time. Those quotes will be up tomorrow morning. Again, there's 10 times as much coverage, 100 times as much coverage on my website of Tulane Spring Football than, 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 than you're going to get anywhere else. And and, and uh, still six practices to go. So six six more reports, very yep. similar to the two that just got put up. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time so much. We'll check in with you next week, get another uh, insight on what's happening with Tulane and UNO. Uh, get out there and enjoy that weather, my friend, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk soon. Well, thanks for having me on the show, and, and man, I agree. That, that Tiger Woods, see, I, I, I actually forgot. I, I've been so busy today, I didn't get to watch today. Right. So yeah, but that, that, that's just awesome. That, that's an incredible. Yeah, story. I had TV <laughs> today, so I wasn't able to watch, but I've been keeping yeah. track of it all day long. I just think it's an incredible story. I mean, it just it is. is. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks, Gary. We'll talk next week, bud. Thanks for having me, Gary on. Smith. Uh, again. Of, uh, of WaverPort, NOLA.com, The Advocate, Times Picayune, at Gare Smith on Twitter. Hey, don't forget, if you're in the market for a generator, uh, before you know it, look, I know we got these cool breezes right now. Before you know it, Hurricane Season is going to be here. Um, generator sales and service, again, you think Burkhart. When you're talking about, about generator sales, Burkhart. Burkhart's got you covered. they got generators now in their warehouse in, um, in Mandeville ready to be installed. 
Uh, financing available for generators. You can pay that over time. Of course, again, 24-7, 365 emergency service. When you need your generator up and running, it goes down for you. Burke will get out there and get it up and running for you with all the parts you need stored in their warehouse. No excuses, just get you up and running. And then new install quality check to do that for everything they install for their customers, part of their customer service pledge. Again, making sure you're comfortable with the system that's installed at your home or your business. Can't afford not to, not to have power anytime. Of course, when, with, uh, with a generator, you can solve that. Generator sales and service. Think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it four on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you buy a home with Rocket Mortgage, you'll have a team of experts to help you every step of the way. Forget unwanted surprises and unanswered questions. That's not how they work. You'll feel informed and confident at every turn. When you're ready to buy or refinance, Rocket can. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And the delays pick back up if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from Loyola to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high-rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal, and delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball, crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. 
Burkhart gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhart at acpromise.com. acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. This Saturday, April 9th. This Saturday, April 9th. Grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for the post-game fireworks and play our meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. That's nolagoldrugby.com. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Also, um, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby E. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Again, just a great time to be able to hang out at Bobby A. Bears. they got a little patio for you now. Got a private room if you have your next event. And, yeah, 30-plus TV screens. So, again, with all the great sports that's on right now, today is opening day for Major League Baseball. Uh, again, we're, we're in the midst of college baseball. We've got uh, the Masters on this weekend. Uh, you got the NFL draft in a couple weeks. Uh, again, the NBA playoffs kicking off next week with the play-in game. And then, of course, the playoffs. You'll never miss a play. 30-plus TV screens, even a TV in the restroom. So you'll never miss a play. And then the mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Again, uh, yes, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. But literally, again, something for everyone on that menu. And then the amazing cocktails by the incredible mixologist. A great beer selection for you. Uh, Bobby Abraham's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is a unique, perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture, authentic Louisiana cuisine. Hey, to find out more, go to BobbyAbears.com. Remember, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Open late at 4101 Veterans of Lake Villa. I don't want to hear I can't get a late meal in New Orleans because you can always get a late meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. They are open late every single night, seven days a week. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Okay, uh, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us in the program. We turn our attention to LSU. Ron Higgins of TigerDetails.com is our guest. Ron, how are you, my friend? Oh, man. Doing great, Ron. Great great weather down here in New Orleans. I'm sure you guys got the same up in BR. Yep, it's perfect. Beautiful day. I mean, couldn't get yes, any it better. Is. Before we get started, um, the, the biggest story in, in sports right now is Tiger Woods, one under, uh, 71 today. He's tied for 11, 509 days since he last played competitive golf. Your thoughts? You know, you watch him swing, and he's swinging like it's better than he ever has. Uh, I, I think it's just a competitive will of a guy who it's just his whole thing is about overcoming odds. And uh, and I think that that's really fueled him. Uh, you know, when you tell him, you get, all you got to do is tell Tiger, we don't think you've been able to, or you can't. And he's like, well, yeah, I can. Uh, it's, it, it was just, it was just, Stunning to watch him today. I mean, it, I, I, honestly, from from the way the practice rounds went with Freddie Couples, and I thought he would play you know, well today. He did play well. I mean, one under, uh, but still, you're you're still 
it's still amazing. I mean, you, yes. I mean, for, old, for old timers, you go go back, you go back to like Ben Hogan getting a car, a head-on car crash, and basically breaking every bone in his body and coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't as severe, but man, it's 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 impressive. It, it and, and look, he's already won. All right, he's already won the, the tournament. Even whether what else here on there in her eye doesn't even matter. What he yep. went and did today, he won the tournament. A lot of people's minds, like you know, this guy's on. This guy showed why he's one of the greatest of all time today. There's no doubt about it. And, again, it'll put a lot of eyes on the Masters this weekend that maybe, again, wouldn't be watching anytime Tiger's there. And, yeah, no, look, it looks like he'll make the cut. Hopefully, again, he won't, he won't blow up tomorrow. If he does, it'd be great to have him through the, uh, make the cut and be able to watch him through the weekend. Really, again, great for golf, great for sports, uh, and a big weekend in sports, by the way. Uh, let's talk a little LSU first. Let's, let's get into um, uh, the, the – um, Spring football, the, again, has been, from what I understand, and talking to correspondents, been on this program for the last couple of weeks, more access than you guys have had in quite a while. Got to watch the entire Saturday practice. Just your impressions of what you've seen thus far. Well, first of all, it's nice to say what I've seen thus far because it's nice. We were all out there last day on Saturday thinking, when was the last time we all watched the whole practice? And we determined it was sometime in the Jerry DiNardo era. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> And it, it was it was refreshing because you got to go you know watch different coaches, different drills, and different guys. Uh, I, I tell you, you know, they had a scrimmage at the end, uh, and I, I mean, I was really impressed at, at how well Miles Brennan played. I, and honestly, I think he's your number one quarterback. Uh, some people may not believe that, but the guy played great that day. He threw a sixty-five yard touchdown pass. He made great reads. He had total command of the offense. Uh, it was it was pretty impressive, but and I, and I thought he and I thought he would. I, I thought I anticipated when he came back, he'd, he'd be ready to roll. Uh, I, I thought he looked good. The receivers looked good. The offensive lines coming along. And then, but one thing that we talked to the about the offense, especially the quarterbacks, they're happy to have Brian Kelly on that side of the ball. Brian Kelly is an offensive guy, so he he spends a lot of time with the offense, mm-hmm. a lot of times with the quarterbacks, and, and the quarterbacks, you know. They, you know, are happy that he's over there, uh, you know, critiquing it and, and, and giving them tips. I mean, and sometimes, you know, Ed, Ed, Ed Orzon was an offensive guy. He was a defensive guy. And he really spent time over there. So the, the quarterbacks are quite pleased that Brian Kelly spends a lot of time there with him. Ron Higgins of Tiger Details is, is with us. Ron, uh, we've all talked about, again, the change in culture, the accountability of, again, players being accountable for each other, what Kelly has done in kind of tearing the program down and kind of building it back up, promising no one and anything in terms of, again, a, a, a spot on the depth chart. Uh, you've been around it. You're closer than we are here in New Orleans. Your thoughts? I, I, think, he, I, mean, I think he's very methodical about what he does. Uh, he has a, a tried and true method of, of, of you know, of putting together teams. Uh, and, and, and the first thing is accountability, making making the players accountable to each other. I thought that was really smart. Also, you know, uh, I, I asked him, I said, I mean, how much game film of last year did you look at? Because I, I know you don't want to prejudge. He says, well, we, we looked at every game film last year, you know, to see who could, who did what, who could do what, what their talents are, and then, and then we kind of we fall out away, and then now now we go to work, and there's no there's no prejudging. We just know where we think we can put guys, and then we'll see if they can play there. I, I think he's I like him. He's very methodical, uh, you know, and he explains stuff well. And you ask him questions, and he's a good communicator. And I and I think you know, 
I think he has a solid plan. I just, I just, I like the way he's handling this stuff. Uh, you know, not rushing it, uh, mm-hmm. making sure they understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, and every day. And I think, I think it's been pretty good so far. Let's talk some Tiger basketball, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to drift from Tiger basketball for uh, in a moment again to what's going on in Kansas because it, it mirrors what's happening in LSU and and also in Memphis, but again uh, the entire team going into the transfer portal, uh, Coach McMahon kind of having to start from scratch. Do you anticipate any of these players coming back, or again you think those players are gone for good? Oh, they're gone for good. I mean, and and, and I know some people are shocked and like thought like. The entire team left. I, I was in shock. I mean, you're not going to stick around. One one player is signed with universities because they signed with the coach. They like the coach. It's not like football. In basketball, you spend a lot of time with the head coach. It's a, it's a smaller group of people. So you sign with the head coach. If your head coach is not there, you know, you know you're going to go back and look at your recruiting that you had going to college and say, where's the, where's the second or third coach I like the best? And that's who you, you, know, you would go play for. So this wasn't this wasn't a surprise that these people did this. I mean, not at all. Uh, I, and of course, it's just it's just really uh, you know tough for Matt McMahon. I mean, trying to I mean yep. he's put together a staff, and now you have to recruit, and uh, and you're trying to convince people to come to a university where you don't know whether you're going to be on one or two years probation. I mean, two year determined ban. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd be stunned if they didn't get a two-year tournament ban. Honestly, I mean, I, they could get a two-year, uh, and so uh, it's hard to get players like that. He's got some Murray State transfers. He's got a Northwestern State transfer, mm-hmm. uh, sure. and it could be tough for two or three years. I mean, you know, mid-major players are good, but uh, you're coming to a major conference of, uh, and. Uh, We'll see how mid-major talent holds up in a major conference, and and, and these players could be very good. They could be better sure. than you think. Well, let me I, say this, Ron. It's interesting because, um, first of all, it comes down to again what's going to be the postseason ban. Okay, we know they'll lose some scholarships. That's a given. If it's only one year, then again, you're looking at just one season. Again, you can overcome that. Two's tougher, no doubt. A lot of the violations look like, and then they are targeted at Will Wade. So maybe there's an opportunity for the university to maybe not get us hit as hard as maybe we think they are. But the transfer portal evens this out. As long as the transfer portal stays like it is, uh, you know, again, five, seven guys to, to build a basketball team, you know, you can build back very, very quickly if McMahon is, is a good recruiter. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. The, the big question I have, if I, if I can, moving forward, to, to, again, Kansas winning the national championship on Monday here in New Orleans. You know, Bill Self and, and Kansas have been under investigation by AARP as well. Uh, five major violations for players being paid through Adidas. Uh, again, the recruitment of Zion Williamson has been in, been, in, been in question. Kansas assistant Curtis Townsend on a wiretap with Merrill Code uh, in, in, in the same situation that obviously uh, Will Wade was in, uh, where, again, there was, a, uh, there was talk that Zion Williamson's stepfather was looking for a no-show job, six figures in cash, and housing for uh, the, the Williamson family if he went to Kansas. Ultimately, he goes to Duke, and the big question is, okay, if he was looking for 
six figures at, at, at Kansas. What did he get at Duke? Then, then of course, text message between Adidas rep T.J. Grasnola and self uh, on, again, uh, Adidas paying players like Deontay Ainton, uh, again, with the Suns now, 15K. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, self saying that he welcomed the recruiting help, claiming, again, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky get that same type of help from Nike, and Adidas was going to do that for, um, for um, uh, Kansas. And then, of course, he gets a contract, uh, you know, that is a basically a lifetime contract, uh, $5.4 million, a rollover deal, and it protects him from being fired because of these violations. On the other hand, Will Wade obviously walked the plank, uh, and you've got five, five level one violations that, that, have, that have been uh, pushed at Kansas here, and they're the national champions. Penny Hardaway, obviously in the hot water, or was in hot water at Memphis. You got a situation with Wade where he was fired at, at LSU, now self at, at, at Kansas. You've been at this a long time. What do you think happens with Kansas? They may go. They may go probation, or they may not. And Kansas is fighting this thing. Kansas immediately got a, immediately got a bunch of their attorneys together and said, "We're fighting this." LSU rolled over. LSU rolled over completely. And did they did they roll over because they will wait, or did they roll over because they want to protect their football program? There you go. There you go. You're protecting your football. You're protecting your cash cow. So we can offer up Will Wade. Will Wade is a sacrificial lamb, so we can do that. Kansas, well, hey, their money winners is basketball, not football. Right, they're and, the blue bloods there. Uh, yeah, and so subsequently, I mean, I mean, I mean, they just bowed up on the NCAA. Goes, you know what? Come after us. You know, we, we got attorneys, and you know, last year, while the final four had just started, was going on. Mm-hmm. Kansas announced it was given, you know, you know, self up a contract extension with a, a raise. And, the and a rollover. Yeah, so, so yeah, and, and, and then you can't get fired because of NC violations. Basically, Kansas timed out that announcement at the Final Four to get maximum coverage to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to God kind of go in your face, NCA, in your yes. face. Come, you keep come, come on, come on. So that'll be interesting how how that's treated. Uh, Especially I, coming I, off a national championship, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a chance if if they're going probation, they can't defend that championship. But you're right. Kansas came at this head head on, said, you know what? I'm doubling down on my coach, and and you know, come find something. And of course, the difference is Will Wade is on the tape, right? Uh, talking yeah. about the strong ass offer. This is a, an assistant coach again that's part of this. And then there's a text um, chain with with Bill Self on it as well. Man, to me, I mean. And, and, and really, all this now is just about irrelevant with NIL because you can go buy anybody you want now. Yep, agreed. Matter. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. This might be the, this is probably the NCAA's last stand here, really, because I mean, you got, you know, you got basically you just go buy you buy your recruiting class. Right, I mean, it's true. Texas, it's true. Texas, I mean, look at Texas A&M in this last recruiting class in football. Texas A&M. Jim, Jimbo doesn't want to admit it, but let's face it, that's exactly what happened. All, all you had to do in the press conference was say, you know what, my coaches did a really good job of lining these kids up to come in. But I want to thank all my NIL guys who, who you know, who, who paid for these kids. We really appreciate them. You mm-hmm. know what? Own it, Jimbo. Don't act yeah, amen so to that. Yeah, don't act so arrogant that you're like all of a sudden, you know, no, we didn't buy anybody. You bought the whole class. <laughs> it's the and, truth. And it's, you know what? and it's okay now. It's okay. Yep. Somebody tell Jimbo it's okay. You know, Embrace it. 
Hey, you won. Okay, you were better than everybody else in the SEC. You won. No, I'm with you. No doubt about it. Hey, I got about two minutes left. Can you give us a synopsis on LSU baseball thus far? Man, it's just, uh, I'm not say it's a train wreck, but it's a, it's a work in progress. Uh, he still doesn't, I mean, uh, Jay Johnson still doesn't, well, one what, what of his MOs was coming in was he liked to tinkle with his lineup a lot. To, you know, to, when you look at certain pitches of certain teams, a lot mean you, you change your lineup or, or all this kind of other stuff. Uh, he's a baseball coach. He knows Brent and I do. I mean, there's some great, great, great baseball coaches. But my theory is if you keep screwing around the lineup, how do you ever get confidence? I mean, am, am, am I playing tonight? Am I not playing tonight? Because, of, you know, we're facing this pitcher or this battery, so you're yanking me because I've been playing pretty well. LSU's biggest problem is it can't field. It's like, it's like, one of the worst fielding teams in college football. I think they've they've had at least one error in every game, of, but about four or five. They've had two errors or more in like fourteen games, and it's not it's not like balls that are tough hit. I mean, too, tough to go get. These are balls hit right at people. They can't field. That's a problem. And he's still mm-hmm. not really got the side on his rotation. You know, we're we're in the, I think we're in the fourth week of the SEC now for the fourth week. He still right. can't decide on the rotation. They've got some really good, you know, uh, Mikhail Harris puts great, uh, Money's puts good at times, and they really have they have a string of really good relievers. And their biggest thing is not to fall behind early. And and, and they've got some really good pitching performances from guys, and then they get into situations where there's two out, and somebody makes an error and opens the door for an inning. It's happened a bunch this year, and it had to be aggravating. But mm-hmm. you know, this team. Uh, it's in transition. It, it needs to get together. Uh, and, and when they field well, they usually win. Put it that way. If they field really good, they'll win because mm. their pitching can hold up. Right. Well, Ryan, we appreciate your time as always, man. Really love having you on the show. Tell us about Tiger Details, how folks can subscribe, and how folks can follow you on social media. You go to TigerDetails.com. That's the Rivals.com website. You, just, you go to Tiger Details, it tells you how to subscribe. It's uh, my stuff's on there. It's outside the paywall, but the recruiting mm-hmm. stuff, uh, it, it's tremendous. Uh, I mean, Julie Boudouin and, and Jimmy Smith, uh, Jarrett Roser, they're all over recruiting. It's something, uh, I mean, behind the, behind the scenes recruiting stuff, I mean, with, with, with players, uh, they do, a, we do, they do a great job and I handle uh, all the other stuff. So it's, it's a good combination and, uh, you'll get plenty of bang for your buck. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much to, for joining us and we'll check in with you soon. Take care, Eric. We'll see you. You got it. That's Ron Higgins. Always telling it like it is with Tiger Details. Hey, folks, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Need your AC tuned up for the upcoming summer months. Maybe, again, it's not working right now. Uh, have Burkhardt come out, give you, again, a, a precision tune-up. Uh, check everything that, uh, and clean everything that has to do with your air conditioning system. And if, you, and if there's a part that needs replacing, they'll do that for you. Again, if your air conditioning is down right now, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, before they come to your home or your business, Truly a company can trust. Nate Certified Technicians. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Cocktails, fantastic menu. Get out there and enjoy a meal at the uh, Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. 
Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Meat Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Napa know-how. At Napa, we're helping you knock out your bucket list. Because when you buy a Napa bucket for $4.99 and toss three or more items inside, you'll save 20% on your bucket full. So whether your bucket list includes restoring a classic, visiting every state, or saving money on the things to get you there, Napa's got your back and your bucket. Turn your shopping list into a bucket list at Napa. Napa know-how. At participating locations, not valid on sale items. Other exclusions apply. Offer ends 4 2022 since 1933, Ye Olde College Inn has been one of New Orleans' favorite restaurants. From Louisiana seafood to farm fresh vegetables, you are sure to have a great meal. Located on the corner of Carrollton and Earhart, next door to the world-famous Rocket Bowl, it's one-stop Dine and Rock every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 4 p.m. Enjoy dinner at Ye Olde College Inn and party at the Rocket Bowl. New Orleans' one-stop Dine and Rock. 
All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Oduwans, Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. Uh, coming up in hour number two, it'll be Ross Jackson and, and also Fletcher Mackle, so stick around for that. Thanks to Ron Higgins and also Gary Smith for joining us in hour number one. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't go anywhere. at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere. They're a free download for your smartphone or tablet. And, of course, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, don't forget to join us tonight for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. If you missed us uh, this afternoon at 1 o'clock, Les Seas did a fantastic job at CrestleySports.com and Saturday, Saturday Down South. Uh, so tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television on Friday, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have that up on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram at some point this evening for you. Uh, if the show drops, and it only drops you know, midway through the night. So we'll have that up for you as soon as we can get it up for you on our social media platform. Uh, I want to thank uh, Gary Smith and also um, Ron Higgins for joining us in our first hour. Uh, we're just a couple minutes away from uh, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast, and that'll be followed by Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. So, again, a lot to talk about, and today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana family of restaurants. Um, of course, we've got uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. You've got Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the Mothership, where it all began. Uh, Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top U.S. restaurant, top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week. If you love breakfast and you just can't get enough of, again, fantastic breakfast, uh, get over to, uh, to Oceana and, and check out their breakfast, especially if you're a breakfast aficionado. You just love breakfast. Starts at 8 a.m., goes to 1 p.m., Again, some of the finest uh, breakfast you'll find anywhere. And then, of course, lunch comes in at 10 o'clock. There's an overlap there, 10 a.m. all the way to 4 p.m. 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. is their dinner service. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Incredible uh, specials for, I mean, incredible dishes for lunch and dinner. Also, again, fantastic cocktails uh, that uh, are absolutely outstanding with some of New Orleans' greatest exologists. Uh, you can dine in, in indoors. You can dine outdoors on their authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night, also dog-friendly. And then, of course, if you're planning your next event, let Oceana do it for you. Five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 people for dining or your next event. Uh, Oceana goes the extra mile when it comes to your event. Uh, from, again, their, their staff, which is second to none in terms of making uh, your event special, to, again, the great uh, uh, selection in terms of uh, and catering as well as cocktails. Man, I tell you what, they'll knock it out the park for you. Uh, to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Remember, uh, again, Oceana is also family-friendly, a place where you can have, uh, again, uh, date night, uh, maybe, again, get out there and close a deal, uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, so many celebrities out at Oceana Grill. You can check out the, the Wall of Fame there as well. Um, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. To find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill, open late, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m., seven days a week. All right, um, Really big day today, and I've been talking about it as, as we've, we've opened up each and every show and because it's a remarkable story. It just is. Uh, those of you that are just getting in the car and maybe you haven't checked your phone all day long, Tiger Woods, uh, after 509 days uh, since he last played competitive golf, almost losing his uh, leg uh, in, in a horrific car accident, and I know you remember the story, 
early, I think it was a Monday morning, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, heading uh, in California to go meet um, Drew Brees at a, um, uh, a promotional event. Uh, and, of course, his car went off, of, uh, off the road. Uh, he had to be extricated from the car. Uh, they said for a while there it was touch and go on whether he was going to lose his leg or not. They were talking about amputation. Uh, just an incredible amount of, of, um, of uh, rehab to be able to get back uh, just to, so that you're walking, right, just so, you're, so that you can do the everyday things. And this is a guy that, again, that has, a, again, critical back problems. And for a guy that, again, that has had back problems in the, in the past, they creep up every now and then, uh, you know, um, He's been under a tremendous amount of strain and stress throughout his whole professional golfing career with his back. Uh, it's been debilitating at times. 509 days since he played competitive golf today at Augusta. One under, 71. Last time I checked, tied for 11th. Uh, just a remarkable story today. I did not get the chance to see it, but I know that all eyes have been on it today. Uh, and um, just congratulations to Tiger. It's uplifting for golf. It's uplifting for anybody that is a, that's a Tiger fan. Even if you're not a Tiger Woods fan, you've got to be excited. I mentioned the first hour. You know, again, so many uh, 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 people of color that, again, maybe felt like golf was not the game for them got involved in golf because of Tiger Woods. So many kids from around the world got involved with golf because, again, Tiger Woods. And even though Tiger Woods has kind of neglected our city, right, never played in, 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 the, uh, uh, never played in the Zurich Classic, uh, not even, again, in, 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 the, in the team event that we have now. A lot of that goes back to, again, there was a story that he came down for a junior event, and, and uh, the, the Morial administration, the Mark Morial administration, tried to hit him up uh, for campaign money, extra permits, everything else. Felt like he was getting ripped off. There was another story, again, that said that he was, went to a, tried to get, he was in a junior circuit, tried to go play at a New Orleans country club, which, again, at that time did not allow African-Americans to play on the course, and he wasn't allowed on the course. So whatever the stories are, he has never really been a friend to New Orleans. He's had his, he's had his first tee event here a few times, but never really been a true friend to come here and, and play play in the uh, in the tournaments but nevertheless you cannot discount his greatness you cannot discount what he's meant to the game the game of golf and again just not uh, a a a uh, an athlete when you start talking about uh that transcends his uh, his sport of golf but transcends all sports uh you know again he's, he's you know you say tiger you know what he, you know you don't, have to, you don't have to finish say woods you know he's one of those one 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 word name guys tiger that's all you need to know and um uh, I'll definitely be tuning in this weekend if Tiger is uh, is is in the mix here uh, for sure, just to be able to see him him go out there. But it's just a great story today, the big sto- biggest story in sports. Tiger Woods, one under seventy one, uh, tied for eleventh uh, at Augusta, and five hundred nine days after again he played his last uh, round of competitive golf. Just an amazing, amazing story. All right, let's head to the guest line. Really big week. For the New Orleans Saints last week, toward the end of the week, and of course it's been the talking point for us really all week long, and of course that is the fact that, again, they've made some uh, some significant moves when it comes to the draft. They've added some free agents. A lot of those free agents their own are, again, those that have played here previously. To break it down for us, Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints podcast, also part of um, uh, the USA Today uh, as well. Ross, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, doing well, doing well. Uh, loved hearing the uh, segment there about Tiger. That's been a rejuvenating part of my day, watching him come in under par. So you got a chance Tiger. to see it? Oh, oh yeah. See, I had TV today, so I couldn't. And, and, and I've been wanting to kind of, kind of peek. Could you just go 
paint a picture for us, if you would, for what you saw today. Well, it's an incredible thing. I mean, and, and like you were talking about it too, like this has a specific sort of, you know, location or, or, you know, it has a specific sort of meaning in my heart as a person of color myself, watching Tiger Woods who opened up the world of golf to me, something that I, I watch the Masters every year now, but never watched them until Tiger was, you know, a, a, a big part of it. And he went on to, you know, win five of those and everything. And, you know, I was living in California when the accident took place that, you know, led to him nearly losing his leg. So we heard about it all the time over in Los Angeles and everything too. And so to kind of be able to take that journey kind of full circle, watching it happen, sort of getting the sporadic updates. Remember, we didn't really get a lot of updates throughout right. the whole, you know, treatment process and everything like that. We knew he was rehabbing, but didn't know how everything was going. And all of a sudden you kind of hear, hey, he's going to give it a shot. He's kind of a game time decision for it. And then, so it was already exciting to know that he was going to be participating. But to see him shoot a 71 and come in one under, 509 days removed, pretty incredible stuff to watch. And, you know, I, I wish he would have been in the signature uh, red and black for the return. But, you know, I'm not okay. mad at the hot pink either. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, again, I just, I've just had, you know, folks texting me throughout the day. And, and some have told me that, again, they felt he was he – was, he might have the power that he once had, but again, he was just laser focused on club to club really and just hitting magnificent shots. Yeah, yeah, his placement was really, really outstanding throughout the uh, the round there, and and that's true. Like he doesn't have the same, you know, power or anything like that. But we've seen that over the course of the the past couple of years, right? I mm -hmm. mean, we've seen you know with back injuries and things like that, where the power hasn't necessarily been there. But there's just no one that has sort of that that focus that he has when he's on that when he's on that um, on that course and, and that is very much what carried him to his um, carried him to his his one under today it was a lot of really solid approaches being really efficient on the green like a, a lot of that and his placement was really good so I think that those are the things that really led him to uh, being able to do what he did today which is just absolutely remarkable no doubt about it. Ross Jackson, again, Locked on Saints podcast, also part of Saints Wire as part of the USA Today Network. Uh, Ross, I know what you, how you feel about the trade. Why don't you tell the folks your thoughts on, on the Saints-Eagles trade that transpired at the end of last week? Yeah, I think that this was a great move uh, for New Orleans, who clearly values the talent in this year's draft class. And it gives them maximum flexibility in terms of all the things that they're able to do now for their, you know, for their own benefit in terms of trying to put together a team that will or continue to add to a team that they feel is going to compete in 2022. And I think having three top 50 picks, having four top 100 picks, and two of those being top 20 picks is pretty incredible. And it gives them an opportunity to fill out, you know, three major holes on their roster, whether that be offensive tackle, wide receiver, safety, quarterback, whatever it is. And, and the quarterback one is maybe more of a future hole than it is a present hole now that they have Jameis Winston under contract for at least this year. It, it just gives them maximum flexibility, and it leaves all the options open for them. It makes it so that if a quarterback does inexplicably take a fall, sort of like what we saw with Lamar Jackson back in 2018, that they're in position to take advantage of that, right? They can find a good value at quarterback if they decide they want to go that way and you know bring in the guy that can inherit things after Jameis Winston. If they want to just focus on building around Jameis Winston, they can do that. They can grab one of these top tackles. They can grab a great wide receiver talent. They could circle around in the second round and wait for a wide receiver talent there. There's a lot of options for them, and it just gives them all the opportunity that they need to be able to make sure that they can cap off with some of the top talent in this year's draft the positions that they want to make sure are shored up so they can go and make a run this year and be as competitive as possible. 
Some people are fearful they're going to go up and get a quarterback. And then, again, maybe the two first-round picks are, are again, a too high of a price. I would say, say I would agree with that. Um, next year is supposed to be the quarterback draft, the following year as well. Maybe they fell in love with some, someone. Maybe they didn't. But, look, offensive tackle and wide receiver will be right there at 16 and 19 for them. They should get, again, one, two of the top players at that particular position. Do you anticipate a quarterback being in the mix there? I think a quarterback can be in the mix at 16 or 19. I could see the Saints moving up to ensure that they get one of their top tackles, though. So let's say the Minnesota Vikings, who pick at 12, who are a common trade partner for the New Orleans Saints. Remember, the Saints trade their entire day three a couple of years back to move up with mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings to grab uh, Adam Troutman at the end of day two. And so there's already a relationship there. Uh, and I could see the Saints maybe moving up from 16 to 12 to ensure that they get one of those top tackles, a Trevor Pinning, a, a Charles Cross, you know, any of these guys. I, I could see them doing that. I, I don't see them necessarily making a big jump. There's a lot of talk about them maybe you know, with, the, with the, the capital that they have that they can move into the top five to grab their quarterback and things like that. I, I think the threat of that will cause teams like Carolina, teams like Atlanta, teams like Indy, teams like uh, Seattle to potentially move up further in the top 10, you know, a few of those teams picking the top 10, maybe even the Giants getting into the mix of that. I could see the threat uh, that the Saints present as a team that does have the impact in the, uh, the capital to trade up into that area, forcing the hands of those teams. But I don't know that New Orleans is really looking to move up for a quarterback. I think, personally, using those resources at multiple mm-hmm. positions is a better use of the, uh, of the value. Um, 16, 19, uh, 49 in the second round, and then in the top 100 in the in, in the third round. So four picks in the top 100. You mentioned uh, wide receiver, offensive tackle, safety. What uh, you know, maybe you could put a quarterback there. If there was a fourth um, uh, position, what would you what would you say that fourth position would be? Probably defensive interior, uh, an interior defensive lineman, somebody that can come in and be next to David Onyemata for most downs. All these other guys like, you know, Jaleel Johnson and Contavious Street and Shy Tuttle and Albert Huggins, Jalen Dalton, these guys rotate and compete. But I could see them still looking for a bona fide pass rusher that could do that. So, uh, you know, a name to watch would be, you know, Travis Jones, for instance, out of UConn or maybe even a Matthew Butler in the third round uh, when it comes to uh, out of Tennessee. You know, the Saints love Tennessee defensive linemen, Taylor Stallworth, Shy Tuttle, those guys fit that mold. They play in a system that Ryan Nielsen is used to transitioning them into uh, into the pros. So I, I would watch maybe a couple of those names, but defensive interior you don't have to be in a rush for, thankfully, because of the depth of the trenches in this class, but that would definitely be a fourth need that I would add there. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, again, some think, that, some think that 2023 first rounder and that 2024 second rounder is a little bit much. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it can be. I think that the way that you have to look at this right now is with the value that you give draft picks. And so if you give draft picks more value than right now, the Saints probably came in underneath when it, can, when it comes to the value, right? The Philly probably got more value out of the trade. But when you're trading just draft picks, mm-hmm. the first thing you look at is the value of the draft picks. Then you have to sit and wait and see how those draft picks actually sure. end up. Um, you know, uh, being being invested in. You look at the New Orleans Pelicans 
right now, for instance, and the draft picks that maybe might not have seen uh, been seen as having that much value to them when they traded Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Now, all of a sudden, you see what all those draft picks have turned into over time, which have led to you know, Jonas Valanciunas as well as uh, C.J. McCollum, and now it's a top 10 pick this year for them, so on and so forth. So there's one story that gets told now, which might be that the Saints came in undervalue in the trade, but then there's the story later once all those draft picks are spent and that story kind of comes to a close where you really start to get an idea of, you know, what kind of value the Saints got out of it. And then, look, we've talked about this narrative before. The, the, the Saints are going to be looking for picks, maybe picks and players for Sean Payton when he jumps back into coaching. A lot of people believe that could be as, as quickly as next year. And, and mm-hmm. I believe the Saints are banking on that when they trade future first and second round picks. They think they're going to get those back in some form or fashion. That's absolutely right. I think that's a fantastic point. And, you know, the other piece that I would add to that, too, is that they held on to their 2024 first round pick, which could, you know, they could find a way to, you know, package and trade with something else if they really wanted mm-hmm. to get into next year's first round. So, you know, sure. for the Saints, you can't, you and I think that we've just kind of, we've gotten used to this watching Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland over the past few years. And really, Mickey Loomis, since 2006, you can see it. Um, the, the Saints, you kind of have to look at this year's draft capital and the next year's draft capital, and that's what the Saints have at their disposal because they've never been shy about moving future picks in order to be able to maximize what they can get right now in terms of the immediate impact on the team. And I think that will be true next year. But I do think that the idea of you know, Sean Payton potentially coming back to coaching and then you know, what the Saints will be able to get for that as the team that he went to mm-hmm. coach would have to – they would have to trade for him and in order to get him. That's a really, sure. really fantastic point in a way that you can look at how the New Orleans Saints are looking to maybe replenish that first-round pick as soon as next year. Plus, again, they're banking on they're going to be in the late 20s, early 30s from now on. Okay, They're, they're exactly. thinking we're, we're ready for the Super Bowl. We're ready for a conference championship if we can add the weapons we need. And, again, we're not going to be around 16, 17, 18, 19 anymore, so let's, let's strike while the iron's hot. That's exactly it. This isn't a. This is not where the New Orleans Saints are used to selecting, and it's not where they're looking to select, even as early as next season. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I look at this selection and, and what the, this trade, and it's one of the reasons why the, the quarterback thing doesn't really get signaled for me, because the, the Saints are in a situation to where if they're expecting next year's first round pick to be late, then that means that they're expecting to win this year. And for me, there's not a quarterback that you go and grab right now that becomes an immediate starter for you. It's not to say that they're not talented enough to be starters, but you've given Jameis Winston $21 million guaranteed at this point. Now, he has a potential out in his contract after this year, so it could be that he uh, overperforms and then he ends up you know, getting a nice contract or, or wanting to explore the market next year, and then he gets a contract that the Saints can't end up or aren't interested in adding up or, or, or uh, matching going into next mm-hmm. season. But then again, at that point, they may be able to retain or get back one of those first-round picks from a team that very likely is going to be at the bottom or early on in the draft because those are the teams that are usually looking for their next head coach. Mm -hmm. And so then the Saints are in position right away to be able to invest in next year's much better quarterback class that can have a more immediate impact for them next season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Jackson River Ridge. Jack, welcome you on with Ross Jackson. Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire. Good evening, guys. I just hey, have two quick questions. I just have two quick questions, and I'll, and I'll listen. Um, first of all, I think most of the time when you see these draft day trades, well, they're on draft day, 
they wait and see how the draft goes before they make these moves. You know, unless you're in a situation like the 49ers did last year, where you trade up, they, they had five quarterbacks, you trade up to three, so you, you assure yourself of getting one of the top three. This, the Saints, I mean, you kind of have an idea what might be there, when, when you, but they really don't know. And, and so why do you think they did this well in advance? I, I agree with you that I don't think there's any quarterbacks worth taking, and certainly none that, that um, um, you know, that are worth trading up for. Do you think this makes Pittsburgh a, a little uh, a little nervous, though? Because everything you read is they want Malik Willis. And uh, those are my two questions, Joe. Do you think it makes Pittsburgh? And why did they move up? Why didn't okay. they wait till draft day to see how the draft you know shook out before they did this? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jack. You too. You got you those, too. Ross? Yeah, absolutely. Those are great. I'll start with the, Pitt- yep. I'll start with the uh, Pittsburgh question. Those are great questions. Um, the, the Pittsburgh part of it, for me, yes, absolutely. It kind of scares them a little bit and potentially puts them in a situation where they, they feel like they have to move up to go and make sure that they grab one of their quarterbacks as well. So it kind of forces Pittsburgh's hand to move up from 20 to maybe, let's say, 12 with the Minnesota Vikings, who are a team that would make a lot of sense for them to trade back, maybe even the, um, the 13th pick for the uh, Houston Texans. That makes a lot of sense to move back as well. So it forces their hand in a similar way that it forces those other quarterback-needy teams in the top 10 to potentially look at trading up because of the threat that the Saints uh, present in being able to move up for you know one of those quarterbacks. I think the reason why the Saints make this, make this trade right now is, you're right, if you wait until draft day, you get to see who's on the board and you get to make a move for that, but you also have the bidding wars. And I don't think the Saints were very interested in getting involved in the bidding wars. And so for them, they were able to make this move and here's another piece of the puzzle for me that signals that this might not necessarily be for a quarterback is that you look at the positions that are deep, the positions that will still be there, regardless of really who's taken ahead of them at 16 or 19, offensive tackle, wide receiver. Offensive tackle mm-hmm. might be a little bit depleted by the time they get there because a lot of those, tight, those, those offensive tackles could end up going within the first 12 or 13 picks, but the Saints are able to move up with just one of those selections to make sure that they get the guy that they want in that case without having to give up too much capital. So for me, this was an opportunity for the Saints to avoid the draft day bidding wars, avoid the upcharging if there's a quarterback still on the market or still on the board, even if you're not moving for a quarterback, and instead they're able to make an early move while the value is a little bit lower, while draft picks aren't at their absolute highest value, and put yourself mm-hmm. in position to take advantage of some really deep positions that you happen to need on your team. What well stated. Uh, Tyran Matthew, what do you say to fans that would like to see him in the black and gold? <laughs> I, 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 absolutely, sure. I mean, I, I think it would be a great signing for, for New Orleans. He is clearly very passionate about the idea of playing for New Orleans. I know there was some hesitance there in terms of uh, in, in the past, his conversations around that, but that seems to have been mitigated over time. So I, I think that he fills a, a really intriguing role that um, – you know, that you lost with, with the retirement of Malcolm Jenkins. And, and I don't just mean on-the-field ability to be able to play in the box but also be able to cover mm-hmm. and match up with tight ends, things like that. All of those things are things that Tyron Matthew does well. But Tyron Matthew is also an excellent communicator. He, he's a yep. fantastic leader. And those are yep. two things you lost big time when, you, when, when uh, Malcolm Jenkins retired. You lost that leadership. You lost that communication. And we've seen what happens, you know, in that secondary when communication isn't really there and, you know, isn't really firing on all cylinders. There are the coverage breakdowns and things like that. A guy like Tyron Matthew helps you be able to alleviate uh, those concerns and those issues because of his ability and his experience 
on the field. Now, they're going to have some competition in New Orleans Saints. Certainly the Philadelphia Eagles are one of those teams. Mm-hmm. And, of course, other, other teams that might get involved. It's clear that Tyron Matthews not in too much of a hurry to, uh, to sign, and that makes a lot of sense. This happens with veterans, sometimes particularly veterans who are looking for what could be their final payday, their final big payday right. of their career. You think back to 2017, the Saints signed Adrian Peterson, the running back, but then went into the draft, and they drafted Alvin Kamara, and then what happened? Four weeks mm-hmm. into the season, he's traded to the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yes. And so I think that you know it makes a lot of sense to sit back, wait, see what the teams that you have some interest in did in the draft, and if there's still a need for your position, you have the opportunity to go and get a much bigger payday at that point. No doubt. Appreciate your time as always, my friend. Tell the folks about how they can follow you on social media, your outstanding podcast, and, of course, the stuff you're doing for, with Saints Wire. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, such a pleasure and always a pleasure to be here with you. Um, everything that you've got going on with the uh, Locked on Saints podcast, you can find wherever it is that you get your podcast, as well as over on YouTube. Had the great Trey Wingo on. That's an episode that's coming out tomorrow talking about what he mm-hmm. thinks the Saints are looking to do at 16 and 19. And let's just say a little bit more familiar to the conversation you and I just had than maybe some would yeah. expect. Uh, and then we also have over at uh, saintswire.usatoday.com all the written work over there. Um, you know, we had media availability today with guys like Justin Evans who have a ton of New Orleans Saints connections, and so we have some great stuff coming out about that conversation as well as, of course, looking ahead to everything going on with the Saints as they lead up to a, a, what I think is a really important, really interesting, and really exciting uh, NFL draft this year. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Ross, thanks as always. We'll check in with you soon, my friend. Absolute pleasure. Talk to you here soon. Stay safe and take care now. You too. All right, that's Ross Jackson. Don't forget about Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a new system for your home or your business, at least have Burkhardt come out and give you a price. First of all, you already know, again, it's a trustworthy company. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Again, uh, remember, they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry, authorized to service all brands. And, of course, you get the the Burkhardt name standing behind everything that they install for you. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. In the market for a new air conditioning system, heating system, call Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Promise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by News Nation. If you're looking for real news, News Nation is new and different. News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. Here you get all sides. If you're looking for news without the noise, come back to the news with News Nation. News for all America. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And the delays pick back up if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from Loyola to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound. From Orleans to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound. 
right at Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. They offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. It'll fit your budget no matter what you drive. If you need a new set of tires or wheels, you can choose from a selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Again, and financing is available. When it comes to, again, servicing your vehicle, the latest diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, ASE certified technicians, same as the dealership, but you've got the Piazza family standing behind all their work. That's right, the entire Piazza family working there, Tony, Tony Jr., Tony's wife, and also his daughter, all the, all the Southern Tire. Their mechanics some of them been there over a decade looking for a company can trust, whether it's wheels or tires, it's Southern Tire. Hickory Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services they provide for their customers. Southern Tire owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. This is Eric Kasher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. And that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. 
Group. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Hey, folks, don't forget about Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of what is the most beautiful beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, magnificent cocktails. Of course, you can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard, their Bourbon Street balcony. But, of course, you got to come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. That's right. You can only get that at Mambo's. It's a perfect night out for, again, friends, family, maybe a romantic getaway. Maybe we want to have your next event. Of course, again, fantastic uh, menu for you. Incredible mixologist. Open seven days a week uh, for lunch and dinner. They are open late. You'll find out more at MamboNola.com. And, of course, right next door is the hideout bar with live music uh, in a courtyard setting in a 300-year-old building that is uh, just absolutely spectacular. Food available for you as well. Make it a night. Make it a New Orleans memory at Mambo's and the hideout bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, uh, thanks to Ross Jackson for joining us. Now Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports is our guest. And Fletch, uh, welcome to the show, first of all. And uh, everybody is buzzing about Tiger Woods today. One under, uh, 71 at Augusta. Uh, again, with 509 days removed from his last competitive um, uh, golf tournament. You're a guy that grew up with the, with the, in the game of golf here in New Orleans. Your dad, again, some would say, again, is the godfather of golf here in New Orleans. Um, Talk about it from, from your aspect as a, a guy that loves the game and, of course, seeing this guy perform on, on the biggest of stages. Yeah, I mean, it's just remarkable when you think about the fact that Tiger Woods could have lost his life in a serious car accident back in February of, of last year. Um, and then some thought, you know, the fact that he was lucky to be alive after his car rolled in, in California and, and then he suffered a serious leg injury that he may never be able to play again at the highest competitive level. And now, less than a year and a half later, he's, he's back and has a really strong round at one of the toughest courses there is with the greatest players in the world. I mean, it just goes to show you that this is, with respect to everyone who's ever played that great game, probably the greatest in the history of the sport. And so, um, yeah, look, Tiger has such a great following. He means so much to the game of golf. You saw the crowds, or at least I, I hope people listening right now saw the crowds. And if you didn't, trust me, it was massive for his practice rounds and the people following him. Look, there's just an extra interest when he plays. Jordan was like that in basketball. LeBron's mm-hmm. like that. That's why the Lakers game with the Pelicans. There's certain guys who transcend markets transcend age and people just know seeing them is is special and and that's what he is so i'm glad he's back and i hope he has a strong week i'd love for him to come into zurich one day yes new orleans is one of the few places tiger has never been to play professionally so maybe he'll eventually end up here one day but uh but just for the game of golf it's it's a great it's a great thing that he's back and it's pretty remarkable what he's doing it really is, and and I, I 
I am looking. I'm hoping he makes the cut because I'm looking so forward to being able to see him play this weekend. It would be, be really incredible. Man, I tell you what, City's on fire, right? I mean, most cities don't get excited about a play-in tournament. I talked about it in my monologue yesterday. You're looking in a city that you can count on one hand the number of times an NBA team has been over 500 in, 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 this, in this city, going back to the New Orleans Jazz, right? Um, 35 and 44, ninth seed, one game over the Spurs, three games left for both teams. And, again, they're in the ninth, they're in the ninth seed right now with, uh, again, uh, Wednesday night, 8.30, Smoothie King Center, if they can hold on to this league going with that play-in game. Fletch, 1-12, and 3-16. You and I have been talking about it all year long. Just a, a miraculous turnaround for this team. Yeah, without question. And that's one of the things about Willie Green that I think he deserves a ton of credit for being the backbone of this, that he never wavered. He, he said, I remember going to those practices early, and he said, hey, what we're dealing with right now is going to make us stronger later in the season. And credit to him for having an unwavering belief in what he was doing and his team. And for these players, it, it, look, it's not easy. Everybody talks about getting the right guys. They've got the right guys. And look, they're not winning a championship this year. This isn't the NFL where teams sneak in as a wildcard team and win championships. But there's a, there's a blueprint for them getting to championship level. And you just look at the last two years. The Phoenix Suns, the year that the pandemic hit in 20, went to the NBA bubble in Orlando, went 8-0. Everybody looked at it as a team trending in the right direction. A year later, they're in the NBA Finals. The Memphis Grizzlies last year were a team that got into the play-in, won two games in the play-in, got in as, got in as the eighth seed and didn't go anywhere in the playoffs. But now they're the number one, now they're the number two seed, and they're a legitimate championship contender. So I think this team being in the play-in this year, they're going to enter the offseason with a trajectory that is pointed sky high. Let me ask you this, because, again, Lee Anderson was on Jordy Collada's show a couple days back, uh, Zion's stepfather, saying there's no animosity between the organization and Zion. The Zion and his family love New Orleans, but also saying he's healthy and ready to play. This comes on the heels of them releasing on Jordy's uh, social media platforms his dunk, which, again, went viral, uh, using kind of, I guess, Jordy's platform to be able to get their, at least their message out. They want Zion on the floor. Uh, you, you're, pretty, you're pretty tied into what's going on within the organization. Do you anticipate him playing? Uh, is he ready to play physically from, from the doctor's standpoint? Uh, and if he was to play, how do you think that would, that would come about? So I don't think he plays at all until at least the playoffs. I don't think he's going to play. He's not playing tonight. I don't think he's playing this weekend. There were some rumors about him maybe playing on Sunday. I, I have been told that that is not happening. So I, I don't think he's going to play the three games in the regular season. And then I think integrating him in those playing games. Look, Wednesday, we're still talking about six days away. So I guess you could say if he ramps up quickly, you could trot him out for the play-in game. But I think that's the hard part is what you're saying is how do you integrate him? Do you just bring him off the bench for 10 or 15 minutes a night? I, I, could, I could almost see that. You know, Larry Nance, jumped right in and played, you know, eight or ten minutes mm-hmm. right away. If you could ease him back in with the second unit, maybe you could get him back for the play-in game. Um, and then if they get through the play-in games, maybe you, you really get him back for the playoffs. But, look, he hasn't had any practices with the starters, with Willie Green. So I, I do think he's getting ramped up. Willie Green, actually, before you called me, I was listening to his pregame media Q&A, 
And he said that he is now doing five-on-five in controlled scrimmages with coaches and down-the-roster players. So um, so it shows he's getting closer and closer. But Mm -hmm. my people tell me that he is not going to play this week. So the play-in games would be the earliest we could see him. And wouldn't that be something? A nationally televised 8:30 game against the Spurs, and we trot Zion Williamson out with the second team. So uh, that would be pretty pretty cool. Um, yep. But I don't think he's playing in these three games. But I do think he's obviously getting closer, and I think he and his family want him to play yesterday. Yep. Bill, um, the Pels, there's been a transformation this season, not just the culture with Willie Green, but because of the moves that were made by Trajan Langdon and, and, and David Griffin, uh, this team is no longer relying on one player for their failure of success, as we've seen in the past with an Anthony Davis, a Chris Paul, a Zion Williamson now, with C.J. McCollum, with Brandon Ingram, with an emerging Jackson Hayes, with uh, Valanchunas, with, again, the three rookies who have come in and played well, Larry Nance coming over in the deal. Um, look, they got a nice nucleus going forward. They've got a possible lottery pick here, well, again, with the Los Angeles Lakers. If things don't work out with Zion, they could utilize him to bring in, again, other assets to be get even better. Or, again, if things do work out, then you've got, again, a budding superstar to go along with this roster. The Pels seem to be in a position of strength right now. Yeah, look, David Griffin talked about building – look, he talked about when he was in Cleveland how – unorganic, if that's the right word, or inorganic it was, how he had to build with LeBron. And you look at what the Lakers are doing right now. LeBron James is an amazing player. He's a generational talent. He's probably the greatest player of this generation. That being said, everywhere he goes, there's pressure every day to to make bold moves. And, And every place LeBron leaves is not better when he left it, that he gets them the championship. The Lakers won a championship, but you look at Cleveland when he left, Miami when he left, the Lakers right now. He's not leaving there right now, but it's not great. David Griffin came here and talked about building something more organic, doing it the right way with the right people. And, and it didn't work out right away. But now I think we're starting to see those seeds grow into something that he's talked about, this utopia with the right people doing it the right way. And I think there's so much positivity here that Zion is going to – Zion and his, his dad and his camp are going to get on board with it because CJ is the right leader for this team. B.I. is the unassuming star-quality player that they need. Jonas Valanciunas, they hit on the draft now with Herb Jones, Trey Murphy's coming along, finding Alvarado. I mean, they've done a lot of really good things here in the last year, having Willie Green on board that I think it's, it's going to work out long-term with Zion um, this summer. I think they're probably going to put a full max contract in front of him and put mm-hmm. he and his family to the test of, look, his father said they're tickled pink about Willie Green. They love the right. move of C.J. McCollum and, like what, and they like what they've done. Well, if you like all those things, I think the Pelicans are going to come at him this summer and say, hey, look, you basically missed two of your first three seasons, but we love you. We need you. We understand how valuable you are and how good this team can be with you. Here's a full max deal. Five years. We want you. And, and I think it's going to be hard pressed for Zion and his camp to turn that down because if they turn it down, what more do you want? What more do you want than a former player and a coach that's beloved in the locker room and in the organization? What more do you want than B.I. and C.J. and Jonas and young players and another top ten pick? So I think it's going to work out with, with Zion Williamson long-term. And, and like you said, if it doesn't, if they are just done with this place, well then, yes, you can probably still reap the benefits of his talent 
and bring mm-hmm. back an all-star quality player or a package of picks and young players that is pretty tantalizing. No doubt about it. Hey, we got about three minutes. We got about two and a half minutes left. Your thoughts on the Saints Philly trade? Yeah, look, I I, I like it. I, Mickey Loomis is aggressive, and and Sean Payton was an aggressive coach. I I like what they've done because they identify talent, they have a plan, and they go for it. You know, I'll, I'll try to get to this quick. I think there's three ways they go with this. I don't think. They just got the picks to say, let's let the draft come to us. That is not who they are. They are way too aggressive for that. So I think the three things that you look at are this. They got both of these picks because they are absolutely in love with a quarterback, be it Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and they got to get in front of Carolina or Atlanta, and you can now do that with one of the New York teams at four or five. So that's option one. Option two is they hate the quarterback and they have no intention of drafting a quarterback, but they love a lot of the great depth they have in this draft at tackle and wide receiver and interior, uh, interior defensive line, and they could add two impact players right away with those top 20 picks. Or the third option, and this is the way I tend to go, they like one of the quarterbacks, and they want to thread the needle. At 16, they want to draft a wide receiver or a tackle to get immediate help. But at 19, They'll go for a Desmond Ritter, or they'll go for a Matt Corral, and they'll get their quarterback under contract for five years, and there's no rush to play that guy right away because you have Jameis for at least a year. I think all of those are, are again, uh, possibilities for this team going forward. I like the fact they're being aggressive. Four picks in the top 100, that gives them an opportunity to fill holes, and they still have money that they can utilize in free agency if they don't want to roll that over in the next year. Yeah, again, that's what I mean. I think, that, like, everybody always, you know, we all armchair quarterback, and I love talking about it, and I love writing about it and tweeting about it and, and coming on your show and discussing it. I think they have a plan, and there's, just like I said, there's options one, two, and three, but this is mapped out. The mm-hmm. one thing about Mickey Loomis is he is methodical in that yep. this is not – somebody always told me, look two or three steps ahead when you're talking about Loomis and Peyton and the Saints. So I think this is – you know, they've made these moves knowing we've got we're going to go in direction A, B or C. And, and there's no guesswork that they are, you know, way ahead with their plan. And, and I like the fact that they've been aggressive. Yeah, me too. So let's tell the folks about what you guys coming up, uh, coming up with us at Channel 6 Sports. Uh, again, your, uh, your great columns that you write for uh, WDSU and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, I uh, got a lot of Pelicans talk coming up, obviously. They're, they're hot Beautiful. right now. You and I just did a big segment on them. Mm-hmm. So Sharif Ishak is live at the Smoothie King Center right now. So a lot of Pelicans. And then, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Is my social of go-to, at Fletcher WDSU. And I, uh, I write mock drafts, columns, and things like that for WDSU.com. Looking forward for that mock, mock draft to come out. Thanks, as always, my friend. Appreciate the time. All right. It, it is out, Eric. It is out. Oh, it is? So. Yes. And, oh, and, yeah, and who? And wait, can you get? Can you tease me on the first pick? I've got a wide receiver at the first pick and a quarterback at nineteen. So I've got the kid okay. from USC, the wide receiver from USC at pick sixteen, and Desmond Ritter at pick nineteen. Beautiful. Going to check it out uh, as soon as we get off the air. Thanks again, as always, my friend. All right, Eric. Thank you.
That's Fletch. That's Fletcher Mackle joining us here on the program. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, again, uh, you get home, AC's not working. You might be able to open up the windows because it's nice and cool right now, but you surely can't do that as we get into the summer months, right? Burkhardt has 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, and they'll be there just to make sure you get up and running, uh, only doing the work that's necessary. For a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, uh, the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Bobby E. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyEbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby E. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Napa know-how. At Napa, we're helping you knock out your bucket list. Because when you buy a Napa bucket for $4.99 and toss three or more items inside, you'll save 20% on your bucket full. So whether your bucket list includes restoring a classic, visiting every state, or saving money on the things to get you there, Napa's got your back and your bucket. 
Turn your shopping list into a bucket list at Napa. Napa Know How. At participating locations, not valid on sale items. Other exclusions apply. Offer ends 4-30-2022. College baseball bragging rights are on the line, and you can be there for all the action on the lakefront. The LSU Fighting Tigers visit your New Orleans privateers at May Street Field on Tuesday, April 26th at 6.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Call 504-280-GAME or buy now at UNOPrivateers.com. Don't miss out. Get your tickets in advance. This one will sell out. That's 504-280-GAME or visit UNOPrivateers.com to buy your tickets today. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, Ron Higgins, Ross Jackson, Fletcher Mackle for joining us on the program, Rudy back at studio. Uh, as always, I want to thank all the great sponsors to sponsor our program. Please support the sponsors to sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of those sponsors. Click on the icon, take it right to their website. Thanks to those sponsors, and thank you for supporting the sponsor. Thank you for listening to the program. Tomorrow we'll be live at the Barone Bistro uh, for the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. And coming up next is Life Resources, Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Thanks for listening. Remember, Les East joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports right now on WLAE-TV. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kit to the governor, includes the man. They all got to go.